Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme and... Wow. Today we have an incredible episode. I recorded this this week and it usually takes me so long to release an episode because we have a backlog. But I was like, this episode is so helpful for people that we are skipping ahead of everyone in the backlog and we're releasing this on Sunday. And I'm so happy that we've released it today because it is unbelievable. Amy is so wise and her advice will really help you today and has definitely, you know, she's been affected by it positively. She's newly engaged and really just excited for you to hear it. But before we get into that, I want to answer a few of your questions, but just a few because this episode is really special. So the first thing is that, you know, some people have written in that if they're either in a serious relationship or engaged to be married, they've been having weird fucking dreams. And I have to say, I can relate 1000%. Ever since I've been like, I guess not when I was first engaged, but like closer to, you know, it getting more real and my wedding is soon. I am now having these crazy dreams where people are like, convincing me to marry someone else. I had a dream and like I tell my fiance all of these. I had a dream that there was this like really ugly rich guy and everyone was like, no, 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 trust me. You need to marry this ugly rich guy. Like he will make you so happy, take care of you forever. Like everyone in my life was like, please marry this ugly rich guy. Like what kind of dream is that? It's bizarre. And then also like people that you've dated in the past, you start to weirdly dream about them like as you're about to get married to someone else. And I think it's because your subconscious is just going through everything that you've been through in your life, knowing that like your life is going to continue with just that one person that you've chosen. And so that's been a really weird like awakening for me. I'm like having these like creepy dreams. I'm like, I don't even care about the people in my dreams, but I'm having all these dreams. And then my friend who's engaged and she's getting married before me, she texted me and she was like, are you having weird dreams? Like I'm having dreams that like I'm left at the altar. Like I'm having dreams that like all of a sudden I wake up and my fiance is gone. Like I'm just having all these scary dreams and it's so funny. Like we're all just having these crazy dreams. And I think that like that's just normal as you approach 
spending the rest of your life with someone or, you know, getting more serious with someone. But if you can relate to that at all, like you are not alone at all. And a lot of questions actually that you guys submitted have to do with dating apps and like, what's the best dating app opener? And I think you'll see in this episode, like you'll walk away from it knowing a lot more than you knew before when it came to dating apps. You know, Amy shares with us, she met her fiance in Bumble and I was like, what was your opening line? And you'll see what she says. And it's not so crazy. Like it's no frills. And so I think you can't lose when you're just like, hi. Or like, I I like to say their name with like a bunch of exclamation points. Like their name is like Johnny. I'll be like, Johnny, you know, when I was on dating apps. But I think that you don't really need to overthink that part. The most important part about dating apps is getting to the actual date itself, which you'll hear Amy talk about. Somebody said, why do we need, why do we feel that we need instant gratification meeting someone date one? I think because we're so like sick of this at at a certain point, we're so sick of dating that we're just like, I want to sit down and be relieved and be like, this is my person. Like, it's just, this is it. Like, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. And that's just also who we are as millennials. Like, We love instant gratification. And that's not always the case, especially again, with what we talk about with Amy today. It's like, Date one is nonsense. Like date one does not matter. It's a 30, 40 minutes of your life. Date two is is the real deal. And so I think we just, you know, we want that moment. It's like for these rom-coms, they really fuck us up and they make us feel like we need that like, ah, finally, like that meet cute and like, this is the one. Uh, someone said, can you talk about breakups moving on when you had so many plans in your head? We're actually doing an upcoming episode all about breakups. So I'm very excited to talk about that with you. But in the meantime, I will say just know, like I, I know it sounds so cheesy, but like you were redirected for a reason and use this opportunity to really just enjoy healing from this and like just embrace the sad Because it's not going to get any worse than you feel right now. Like it's all going to go up from then. And so I I guess not enjoy it, right? But like, let it happen. Let it happen to you because so many people try to be avoidant of dealing with a breakup and then it comes to bite them in the ass later. So, you know, as some people say, like hold a funeral for that party, right? For that person, right? Or like, yeah, you had these plans with them, but like that doesn't mean that these plans are completely dead. Like you'll go, you'll do these things with someone who's really for you in the future. So try to understand that and and know that. Somebody said how to make the first move. I think as long as you're coming from a place of like fun, lighthearted confidence, which is another thing we talk about in this episode, it's really easy to make the first move. You kind of just say whatever you would say if you grabbed your friend's phone and said something. So I would just have fun with it as always. And lastly, how to handle it when they like you more than you like them and you get the ick. Well, that's always a bummer, but a nice anti-ghost text will always do the trick. And since that was a short one how moving in discussions should go with significant other and timeline. 
this is really, you should move in together when you feel like you guys are spending so much time together. You want to be together more than you want to be apart. And it starts to make sense. Not because it's the natural progression of your relationship and then you move in and then you get engaged because you really, really genuinely like being with each other. And you like it better on the nights that you guys are together and you do things for each other that make your lives easier. And I think this conversation comes up naturally. It's like, or if it doesn't, you can ask a general question to them. Like, what is your, what do you envision for your living situation in the next few years? Or like, have you ever lived with someone? Have you ever thought about living with someone? Like, don't be afraid to have those hard conversations. And I don't want to wait any longer. I don't want to keep talking. And because Amy is so wonderful and I'm really excited for you to enjoy her. I really do love living in New York City until my skin changes in the winter. I don't get it. Like when when I'm in the summertime, which is like this gross, humid time, my skin is like glowing. But then the winter comes around and I have pimples like everywhere. And then I get a facial and like I still have pimples. And I, I get like 10 other treatments and I still have pimples. Like why? I literally got a chemical peel and it was amazing. But now I have pimples again. And I'm like, this is so this is really annoying. And so I reordered my Curology three pack, which is basically, if you haven't heard of Curology, it's it's really game-changing custom skincare, which is made for you by a dermatology provider. So if you aren't seeing a dermatologist right now or like can't afford to, this is like a great scapegoat because they create a custom prescription cream for your specific goals. So if that's acne, clogged pores, skin texture, dark spots, fine lines, maybe it's just really dry skin, like what I feel like I'm dealing with now. And you start by taking a short online skin quiz and uploading the photos. And if it's a good fit, they'll ship you your formula right to your door. And it has your name on the bottle. Their cleanser is like my go-to. And actually my fiance has started stealing mine and using it, which I don't really understand because like I don't think he realizes that it's customized for my skin, not his. But naturally his skin looks amazing after using it because guys can literally put shampoo in their skin and have clear skin. And it's so rude and so annoying. And I honestly need to talk about that in therapy, but you can get a 30 day free trial at curology.com slash Acme. You just pay $5 for shipping and handling and that's it. You go to Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com slash Acme and you'll start your 30-day free trial. You can cancel anytime and your prescription is subject to consultation. So don't forget to take that online quiz and get started. I'm telling you, you will love it. I'm really doing my best not to relate everything back to my wedding because yes, I read the reviews. But I started this like vision board for it, which has been so helpful to me, especially with bridesmaids and like their outfits and making sure they go together because they're not all going to be the same dress, which is like a risk that I'm taking, but I think it's all going to work out. And I couldn't make this vision board without Issue. If you haven't heard of Issue, it's an all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines, flip books, brochures, and so much more. But you can bring any idea that you have to life, which is my favorite thing about it. And it works with other amazing tools like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. So I have like my vision board out there and I 
can send it to all of my bridesmaids and be like, what do you think? Can you add this? Can you take this away? I want it to look amazing. I want all the dresses to, you know, go together. And it's just, I I don't know how I would be doing a lot of this wedding stuff. Like even the invitation formatting, I have used issue for all my issues essentially. So get started with Issue today for free. Or if you sign up for a premium account, you'll get 50% off when you go to issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME. That's issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast and promo code ACME. Whether you're making a vision board for a wedding, for your manifesting board for your life, what you expect to be in five years, where you expect to go, issue.com slash podcast, promo code ACME, and you can do it for free, which is pretty, pretty cool. I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from drugs and alcohol six years ago, I've been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life and I'm sharing everything with you. From how to achieve optimal health, well-being, and fulfillment, to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures, I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with experts and inspirational guests. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Amy Nobile, the founder of Love Amy. (laughs) Yay, thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for coming. I love doing these in-person recordings. It's such a treat that we're both in New York. And I'm so excited to pick your brain because I just, it's so funny when you listen to a podcast and then you meet someone in person, you feel like you're meeting a celebrity because like (laughs) they're in your ears. That's so funny. And so I was listening to you on the way over and then I looked up and you were there and I was like, oh my God, like I'm so nervous. (laughs) Well, I also think like these podcast like audio systems just make everything sound so velvety and like... Totally. I've had the same experience. It's smoke and mirrors. But Amy, tell us about yourself. How old are you and where are you from? Yeah, I am 52 and uh, I live here in New York City. And I'm sort of a serial entrepreneur. And my latest twist and turn is Love Amy, helping people find love. And it stems back from my own story. So I'm very excited to get into that. I have to say, though, I could have sworn if you were like, how old am I? I would have said 34 (laughs) at the very Do you want to make out now or (laughs) later? (laughs) Truly, I need to know. We all need to know your like skincare routine or anything that you're doing. No, literally, Dr. Julie Rusak in in Manhattan is Tinkerbell and my literally everything. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, like just like give us a little bit, like like Botox or something more. It's literally she is the queen of saying no. So mm, like you go I like into that. her, and like I every time I every eight months I walk in, I'm like do whatever you want because yeah. I know she's not going to steer me wrong, and she right. has all the latest and greatest. But she'll do like she'll look at me and say like you've been sleeping more on your right side. Like she can tell how mm. your body, like how your face is changing, and if you look at pictures of me five years ago and now, like. It's just interesting. Like she just, you look refreshed. You don't look any different. You're just staying level versus mm-hmm. like, like I'm desperate for like, let's try bigger lips. And she's like, absolutely not. Yeah. You're a freak, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I always, I'm the same way. Like I go to my dermatologist for Botox and I'm like, what else can we do right now? Like just do it. Like my, you know, my bags under my eyes are really bad. And she's like, no, like relax, yeah. chill. Like yeah. 
wait a few years, like don't do anything else. I'm like, should we do filler? Like, should we start dabbling in that? She's like, no, yeah, no. That's like, that perfect. will be so obvious. Like, just chill for a second. Yeah, you look 12. You're fine. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks to her. So I have to ask, since we are into astrology on the podcast, when yeah. is your birthday? Oh my gosh, I love this so much. I'm so woo-woo. May 6th. Oh, Taurus. Taurus. But I'm getting some other energy. What's your rising and moon? You know what? I should know it, and I don't really well, know, need to know what it. I know about astrology. Like, I know when there's a new moon and yeah, how that yeah. feels, and I'm not necessarily we, – we must talk. We we have to find out the time you're born, and then it all 8.30 a.m. Oh, should I do a quick Let's look do up? it. Okay. I'm learning so much um, already. I'm so excited. rising and moon. Okay, what time? 8.30 a.m.? Mm-hmm. Okay. Love that you know that offhand. And where? Detroit. Okay. Let's see. Oh, my gosh. This is so exciting. Oh, okay. This is what I was sensing. So you're, oh, my God. I love this. Okay. This is why you feel extremely familiar to me personally. <laughs> so you're a Cancer rising and you're a Capricorn moon. Hmm. I'm also a Capricorn moon. Got so, it. So, I mean, I knew we had to have something in common because what we do is very similar. Mm-hmm. But I love that. And you're a Gemini, Mercury, and Aries, Venus, um, very direct in love, a Sagittarius, Mars, um, Virgo, Jupiter, all that good stuff. And like, we'll get into that later, like on the side, like I'll, I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little reading, but like, there's so much I want to talk to you about. So (gasps) this is amazing. But I will say, so cancer rising, cancer is a um, water sign. So like you come off very like nurturing right? um, and your Capricorn moon, it's, it's like, it makes you very good at controlling your emotions, mm. um, which is a quality. critical in this exactly. line of business. <laughs> Capricorn moons are tough. Like I, I am one, so I can say it. But like we're really hard on ourselves, yes. and like always need to be working and doing things. And, yes, and feeling um, validation from like uh-huh. giving. Yeah, in giving back, and then just it's always a fine line of like not losing yourself in that. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, the someone messaged me recently. We did we do these poll questions on our Instagram, and one question was like, "What feels worse, getting rejected from a job or getting rejected in a relationship?" And they messaged me, and they're like, "I'm a Capricorn Moon, so job." Ooh. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> understood. Understood. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. So very cool. And what is your current relationship status? Yeah, I am newly engaged. Congratulations. <laughs> I didn't even ask to see the ring. I'm like the worst yeah. girl. It's a vintage from it's 1925. Gorgeous. Thank you. It is gorgeous. Can you, you describe it to people who are, are not <laughs> able to see it? Yeah. So it's um it's vintage from 1925 and it is the setting is completely unique. It's sort of a square diamond, but it's on the diagonal. And so um, apparently back then in 1925, it was very avant-garde because the style was like Edwardian and flowery. So whoever made this ring, and it's the original ring, the original stone, everything hand carved, they were kind of ahead of their time. So I can see that. It feels I mean, like really awesome it, it to be shimmers. wearing. It's blinding. Yeah, I should have worn my you. sunglasses. Let me but. see yours. Both engaged. <laughs> oh my god, gorgeous! And I love Thank the mixed you. metals. I'm going to do a gold band with mine. I, I do like a mixed metal moment. Yeah. Um, but so you're engaged now, yeah. And you were married for what 20, twenty years? Twenty years, which is incredible. Together for twenty six, we have two teenagers. Yeah, amazing. And you yep. met when you were young, very young. First job in New York City. Mm-hmm. And what what's his sign, if I could ask? Yeah. Um, oh my or his birthday, and I'll tell you his sign. September 19th. Okay. Okay, Virgo. Virgo. And when is <laughs> like your... Like, I've already forgotten. <laughs> and when is your uh, fiancé's birthday now? 
August 18th. Okay, a Leo. Leo. He's definitely a Leo. Very interesting. I love that. Yeah. And you had spoken about, you know, meeting young and how you didn't really know yourself then. What, like, advice could you give to new college grads, let's say, who are just, like, so ready to settle down and, like, maybe they should, you know, live their life a little bit before? Yeah, it's such a good question, Lindsay. You know, I have a lot of millennial clients and I... It's something I, you know, I have different phrases I like to say a lot. And one of them is you can only meet someone as deeply as you've met yourself. And I think, listen, you know, I made every mistake you can make getting married young and and getting into a long-term relationship without quite knowing who I was. And now it's so much more acceptable to go to therapy. Now it's so much more acceptable to do energy work and to really take time for yourself. And so I would just say, don't be afraid of really, really kind of going inward and figuring out, you know, what are your core values? I mean, how many of us actually ask that of ourselves in our 20s? Like, what really matters to me? And who am I looking for from the inside out? Are they aligned with those core values? Are they emotionally mature and available? Are they really ready? And so all the things I work with my clients on and and just really taking that beat to ask yourself those questions. I have to say, I am obsessed with that phrase. You can only meet someone as deeply as you met yourself. Yeah. I actually wrote it down when mm-hmm. I was listening to you. And I think that that's the perfect way to describe. So I met my fiance when I was 29. And I kind of like knew him, you know, through other people. But I was in the middle of my Saturn return, which I, w- I wonder if you know anything about that because you don't. are woo-woo. Oh okay. I'll tell you a little bit about that. You're even more woo-woo. I know. I'm like too woo-woo. And I actually was at dinner with a friend last night and she got married when she was 28 or maybe, maybe 20. Yeah, no, 28. And she was like, I was a baby. She was like, I was a child bride. And it's so funny like hearing that because like, especially, you know, if like you're from like the South or, you know, a place where they get married maybe a little bit earlier, you're Mm -hmm. like, that's old. That's like washed up, you know? But she was like, I felt like a baby. I didn't know anything that was like going on. She's like, luckily I found, like I married a great guy Mm -hmm. and like grew with him. And she was like, but I hadn't even like really known myself. Like I just showed up to my wedding and was like, okay, this is fun, you know? She's like, and I would have done so many things differently now. Like even like I would have like had like less bridesmaids. I would have like only kept it to like the people I really care about, you know, X, Y, and Z. And Mm -hmm. I think it was so interesting because I like my friends never break character who got married at that age. Like they're like, everything is amazing. I'm so (laughs) happy I got married earlier. And to hear her be honest like that, and she wasn't saying she made a mistake. She was just like, I wish I had waited. Like, what was the rush? Yep. And it goes back to the amazing phrase, which is just that you only, you know, meet someone as deeply as you've met yourself. And if there isn't time in your life to like do that work, it's just going to be a little bit harder to have that really great connection. No, totally. And it's it's interesting because I get, I do like, Eight call eight information calls a week with like potentially new clients, and I'll do it free of charge. And you know anyone can go to my website and sign up for one. And and so in talking to a lot of millennials, a lot of women, I hear over and over. I mean, these are really smart individuals who are are amazing rock stars in their career and every other area of their life. And 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 they'll say, I just feel so much pressure. If if one more of my friends gets engaged without me getting engaged, like I just feel like 
I need to speed this up. Mm. It is stunning to me how that pressure can actually affect someone's judgment and right. and sort of speed over some of the really important elements and questions. And that's why I focus so much with my clients on that three, four rule. Like we need to take four boxes by the end of the third date. Like is there chemistry and connection? Is there core value alignment? Is this person emotionally available and ready? Two different things. And is this person at the same readiness level as you are? And, you know, thanks Disney, but like, we literally are so craving that connection and that chemistry that the minute we find it, we skate over the rest right. and hope for the best. And in six months or six years or 60 years, pop up our head and go like, ah, oh, shit, you know what? We really weren't aligned. And I can, the red flags were there. Yeah. So it's just so important to slow down and, first of all, recognize a name pressure. If you feel pressure and you feel expectations from your mom, your sister, your best friend, all the flurry of girlfriends getting engaged, and you're just like, oh my God, like I just started dating someone. He's better step it up. It's like, but is he right? Mm. Is it right? Probably yeah. not. Mm-hmm. And I want to just break down exactly what you do with your clients right. for our listeners. And then I want to get back to the four things that you just mentioned, because I think they're all so important. Yeah. So how do you work with a client? Like, what is it that, you know, yeah. Amy, love Amy is? <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> no, it's a four-month program, and it's an intense partnership. And so, you know, it starts with a lengthy intake form that someone fills out. I get referred by a lot of therapists. I'm not one, and I'm so happy I'm not one because I tell my clients exactly how I feel and how it is, and my woo-ness can intuit lots of things. So it's it starts with you know evaluating, again, right? Who are you? Who am I? Who am I? What do I care about? What What is meaningful to me? You know, how did I grow up? What Like, we all carry wounds. We all have blind spots. We all have these triggers and challenges. And conversely, we all have amazing gifts that we are so not in tune with. Like, what are the gifts that you truly can offer the world, a person, a friend? And so it's my job to tease all of that out. It's not just the negative. It's all the good stuff. And then we we take it step by step. It's like, you know, I, I deal with ex- exclusively with, with the dating apps and leveraging the apps, which are a gift, to, you know, find your person. But again, it starts with my client. And so really kind of figuring out how to present, how do you present yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And it's not about being loved by all. It's getting really, really specific about who you are and your quirks and your fun qualities. Like your best friend blindfolded, if if someone read 10 dating profiles to your best friend, she or he should be able to pick you out in a lineup. It's that specific. That's so great. starting yeah. starting there, I I redesign the web the all the apps and I'm picky about pictures and then it's but then it's like banter 101. Like, all right, how are we even choosing people on the apps? How are we talking to them? How are we qualifying them? I'm a really big fan of like cutting cords early and fast. There's two camps, oh hell no, or okay, this person's in the zone. That's all we know at the beginning. And then moving forward, how are we dating? How are we intentionally dating? And then, you know, when we're trying to evaluate people along the way, how do we know if, if they're aligned with us? Yeah. And I was listening to you talk about the way that you do it. And by the way, I do this too, so I find it so fascinating. But I think I I know that you definitely have more experience and do it on a larger scale. You had said 
something about, you know, going on multiple dates, like three, four dates a day, which I'm so supportive of, by the way. Like that is like (laughs) dating is really a numbers game. But part of the reason that you said that was because you said the profile is never the person. Mm -hmm. And I actually really love that. And I think unless you're working with someone like you or myself, Mm -hmm. no one's going to be great, like amazing at making a dating right. profile. Like, especially if they're right. like really successful and like doing great things in the world, like they don't have time to also have an amazing dating app profile. Exactly. And so the pickiness of especially women, I think, because that's who I mostly work with. So I don't know Same. really with men as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably worked with like two men, but just to like be like, no, like they weren't cute in one of their four photos. Oh, yeah, or like, ooh, that T-shirt sucks. I mean, exactly. And yeah, I mean, men are just first of all not photogenic. Well, and men, I do have you know, at any given time, I have one or two male clients, and I love them because they literally are like just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I'm like, oh, sweetie, like no fish pictures, no gym selfies. They're like, uh-huh. really? Ah, but no, they're just they're slapping up their profile. I always use the Jerry Seinfeld example. You know, when I have a client who's just so picky, I'm like, okay, if Jerry Seinfeld magically got divorced, would you go to dinner with him? And like, well, of course I would. <laughs> and I'm like, well, here's a newsflash. You would never swipe right on Jerry Seinfeld. He would have the dorkiest, like, profile. You'd try to be funny. His pictures would be whatever. You know, you'd be like, all right. And they always laugh. And they're like, okay, point taken. It's so true. And it's just, it's coming from a radical place of yes at the beginning. Everybody can have deal breakers. Mine was teeth. Like, you're allowed to have your deal breaker. Yeah. But again, This is what I really think if we're going to peel back the layers even more. This is why I think people have such a hard time with the dating apps, which are a gift. But, I mean, all we are is energy, right? So when you are at a dinner party or at a gathering and you meet someone, whether it's romantic or not, that's what you're feeling, right? Just like we all have a friend who walks in the room and just sucks the energy out. Like, what? I don't know why, but I can't be around this person. So the dating apps are devoid of that. But we're so we're trying to bang our head against a wall. We don't really we're not conscious of it. So we're we're flipping through all these profiles, hoping to feel sparkly, like hoping to feel that connection, and you're not going to feel it. So so we have to look at it like, all right, remove yourself. Try not to take it as personally, and just it's mechanical at the beginning. It's sorting. It's pretend you're doing it for a girlfriend, and literally, okay, oh hell no, or yeah, he's in the zone. All right, cool. And then when you start to meet people in person, again, I see this often with my clients, is the chemistry can work in reverse. Why? Because we're devoid of that energy at the beginning. And we have to have blind faith that that will happen. I think that's why people join an app and quit in four seconds, because they're like, ooh, this doesn't feel right. Guess what? It's weird. It is weird, right? We just have to crack the code and we have to think of it. We have to reverse engineer it. We do. And like, think about how many people you meet in a like real IRL setting that you're like, oh my God, that person's personality makes them so hot. Totally. But they're not. But now that I've like, they've made me laugh hysterically and, you know, we just like get along and vibe, like I would definitely go out with them, but I would never have swiped what? Right. Or like like people have such a height thing. Like it Mm. cracks me up. I literally like struggle with my clients sometimes over the height. It's one of my first questions is height a thing. (laughs) Right. 100% of the time, it's like, yes. And I mean, I've had clients who are 5'2 and will only date 5'10 and above. I can't with that. And it's just, to me, it's like, oh my gosh, like, is height really going to prevent you from meeting yourself? Like, let's just open the gates 
and see if there's a connection. Your example of Jerry Seinfeld, which I love, by the way, is like my example that I always use of Jason Statham. Okay. So this is a guy <laughs> who totally. is married to Rosie Huntington Wheatley. She's a <laughs> Stunning, stunning, supermodel, like breathtaking. Okay, yes, yes. And he is, I don't know, like five nine, five ten, and bald. Yeah. Okay. Not one person I know, not one woman I know who's single would swipe right on Jason Statham. But it's so Jason Statham. Like, what is wrong? That's what's so <laughs> wild. I also wanted to bring up, so there was only, in, in everything that I heard you say, I was like, yes, 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 yes. There was only one thing where I was like, I don't know about that sure. one for me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm curious if you can explain the thought process sure. behind it. So you had said on a dating app profile, like, it's okay to say, like, I'm looking for connection. And mm-hmm. let's go over the four things one more time. It yep. was connection. Connection, core values, alignment emotional maturity slash availability and readiness. Which I love. Yeah. But you had said it's okay to include something like that in your profile. And I was like, oh, like I feel like because, you know, I've swiped for guy friends or like, you know, my uncle, for example, when he was more in the single world. And that intensity can scare a guy sometimes. And maybe it scares the wrong guy. You know what I mean? Like the right guy wouldn't be. But I always tell the girls, like the women I work with, to keep it light on their dating profile and like keep like the more like, I want to get married and have kids. Like for like, probably never actually, but (laughs) you know, keep it light because like really for the most part, like we all kind of are looking for that. We're all looking for the same thing unless we're saying like looking for a friend with benefits. We're all kind of looking for it. So like why write it, you know? Right. No, it's a great question and I get it all the time and I, I... I I do disagree. I think most people on dating apps, from my, you know, unscientific experience, most people are not looking for a long-term relationship and kids. People are on the dating apps for lots of different reasons. They're dipping their toe in. They're just getting out of something. They want to see what's up. They want to, you know, mostly hook up, but then if the right person comes along, they're open to something more. And so what that equates to in my, you know, again— unscientific algorithm is it just equates to more time spent weeding through and sorting through to figure out what in the world this person is out there for. So when we put out, when we are very clear, and again, you don't, you can write a profile in a way that's sort of like, you know, you don't have to be so limiting and so like harsh about it. Like, oh, swipe, swipe left if you're not looking for the real thing. It's mm-hmm. more like looking for, you know, commitment, communication, compassion, looking to press start on the next chapter of my life. Family is uh, important to me. I mean, there's lots of ways to sort of put it out there. But what I have found is it just, it speeds the process up only because you're eliminating all of those or a lot of those people who just are scared of it. To me, if a client says to me, and I hear it a lot, oh, no, well, Amy, if I ask this question on date two, like, well, what if your ex were sitting here? What would they say, good and bad? And and what is your vision for your life in two years? Like, that seems scary. Then my answer is always the same. It's not your person. You know, your person's going to come to the table like, yes, finally, cool. Let's talk about this stuff, right? So, yeah, I hear you, though. I hear hear that a lot. I I hear you too. And I think like a very evolved person who's done the work will be like, and and mature, Mm -hmm. will be like, I love this, you know? And then there's like a very stereotypical kind of like frat guy who, you know, is like 
in finance who <laughs> he loves to like go to, I don't know, bounce on the weekends, <laughs> who's right. like, what is this shit? You know, like, I just want to like have fun and see where it leads. And so like, I, I guess like, if you are looking for like a very self-aware, like man who's in therapy, then I think that that's like good to do. But if you are looking for a guy, I don't know, who's like, who's still like figuring out It's exactly, life. I think it's all about where you are. Yeah. So, so you want to communicate, you want to, your profile should reflect where you are. And again, I can say these things because I know how you are is you want to raise your vibration to yeah. where it should be. Yeah. Let people meet you there or not. Right. You know, so if you are, occasionally I do get clients who are sort of like fresh out of a relationship or a marriage and they're sort of like, I'm an eight of a 10 readiness. So then we can play with that profile. Right. We we'll don't have to. Yeah. We'll dial it back. We'll have some fun first. I mm -hmm. mean, that's always super fun. I think more often than not, the clients that come to me are like, I am ready. I'm ready yesterday, yeah. you know? Yeah. I will say, I think that if a man wrote that on his profile, like, I'd be like, that's fucking awesome. Like, oh, yeah. I'm all about that. I think when, when women write it, I don't know. It just doesn't get the same kind of, like, zhuzh that, like, mm -hmm. when a guy does. Like, I, I just feel like if I saw that, like, on my fiance's profile, like, you know, back in the day, I'd be like, oh, my God, like, he's, like, handsome and he's ready, whatever. But if he saw it on mine, he'd be like, oh, this girl is too much. Like, no. Sure, sure, sure. Right. And then you have to decide, you know, do you want, is that the mentality? I, it, I hear what you're saying. I think, for instance, I have a client now who, I have a couple of clients who are really obsessed with their families. Like, family is everything. I have one client. She's amazing on the West Coast, and she has three sisters, and they're, like, this whole, like, hype squad. It's so cute. And so she wrote, you know, we wrote it into her profile and and just, you know, how, like, I have another client who does karaoke with her dad. And so, and you would be shocked how many guys comment on those prompts. They love it. Yeah, It's just that it strikes this core. You know, everybody you know, can relate to those deep, deep core values on some level. And so you're just trying to attract someone who's with you. I love that. It's funny. I was just laughing because I was in the car with some friends recently and we were talking about our friend who is using a matchmaker. And she, and you, have you ever read Amelia Bedelia? Oh yeah. Oh, do you know what that is? It's like, it's like <laughs> Amelia draw the drapes and then she takes it very literally and she draws a picture of oh. the drapes. She's working with this matchmaker who is Amelia Bedelia. Like she'll be like, I need someone who's like, like she'll be like, religion's important to me. Mm -hmm. And she's Jewish. And then the matchmaker will be like, here's like a Hasidic Jew who like is in a family of like eight people. And she's like, no, no, no. Like you took that like too far. Or she'll be like, you, you know, drew the drapes. Right. But. Like she'll be like, like, I really need someone who like w likes film. And she'll like get this like very nerdy like <laughs> documentary filmmaker who like, you know, was making a crazy movie about like not washing your hands for three years. And like, she's like, no, I meant like the number one documentary on Netflix right now. Like, I didn't mean like, you know, like living in the woods for three years. And it's just so funny. That's funny. Wow. I'm in shock. I got invited to my first Goop event. I somehow made it onto the list and I went last weekend and it was everything I ever wanted it to be and more. And I was like, what are they going to feed us? Because it was a brunch. And I was thinking like, maybe they would feed us Sakara because Gwyneth Paltrow loves Sakara. But I was like, no, that's too good to be true. And then I was right. 
and they had amazing Saqqara muffins. They had this incredible like granola. And I was just like, this is why Saqqara is the best. Not just because Gwyneth Paltrow is obsessed with it, but because I ate every single last piece of food that they had at this breakfast. And I felt really good after. Like I had more energy than I ever had before. And I felt like I was digesting better. And like I made space for like the next meal to come instead of like overeating and being full forever. And that's why Saqqara, I'm telling you, is just so amazing. Like there's no restrictions, limits. You nourish your body and you give it more of what it's telling you that it needs instead of ignoring it and giving it fries. Like that's my go-to. So if you haven't tried Saqqara yet, the holidays is the best time to do it because you know, you're being stuffed by all of this food and like, don't get like, I love food and you should be eating all the food and nourishing your soul. But then like, it's never a bad idea to try some things that your body really, really needs and craves. So along with their delicious plant-rich meals, Saqqara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. Like for example, their detox tea, which I'm a big fan of. And you can experience their transformative power of plants with the best-selling metabolism super powder. It's made with organic raw cacao and it works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. Did I mention you can also use it to bake? Like if you are, you know, in the mood to bake some healthy recipes, which they have recipes on their website, you can use the Metabolism Super Powder, which is awesome. So right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash Acme and use code ACME20 at checkout. That's S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash Acme to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash Acme. Seasonal depression is so real and I'm definitely going through it. I feel like the lack of vitamin D in my life has made me have so much more anxiety than usual and honestly has made me really shitty to be around. Like I am purposely not seeing as many friends as I usually am because I know I'm just not I'm just not like fun right now. I'm just not my full self because I'm just feeling really out of control and I just don't feel like charged up enough and you know I have to fill my pot or however they say it before I pour into someone else's and I don't know where I'd be without therapy for that reason like I wake up every day go to bed every night with so much anxiety about my wedding and I'm just so grateful for something like Talkspace because I'm able to message my therapist all of the time And when you have like a regular therapist, you don't really have that luxury unless you're like really close with them and it's kind of like off the books. But with Talkspace, like anytime something comes up that I'm like, oh my God, didn't even think about that. Now I have major anxiety about it. I just tell my therapist right away and like they get back to me when they can. But it's really, really amazing. Like I love it. It's the number one online therapy platform for a reason. And there are thousands of licensed therapists available for you to match with across like dozens of specialties, anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. And the holidays are really hard. So don't struggle alone. Like 
seriously use Talkspace and I want you to so badly that I'm giving you $100 off when you use code ACME at Talkspace.com. It's couples therapy too. So if you're having you know an issue with your partner, if you want to get ahead of having issues with your partner because you're engaged and you know, you're going to eventually start a family, like you want to get ahead of this stuff. So go to Talkspace.com and use promo code ACME for $100 off. Match with a licensed therapist and get your shit together today. We all need to. Oh, you said another thing. Two other things that I loved. And then I want to hear about how you met your fiance because I'm so excited. (laughs) So you said something about meeting this person without too much makeup on. And I loved that. What is your reasoning behind it? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, when I first was single, tossed into the single world after 26 years in New York City, listen, I did, I made every mistake, you know, I I was portraying myself as like the like sexy party girl in pictures. And I was totally getting my hair blown out and makeup done and every single date on a Saturday night. And it was exhausting and debilitating and just, you know, very frustrating. And so I just decided as, as my quasi social anthropology brain is, it's sort of, I'm going to, I'm just going to flip the script. I'm going to do it the opposite way. And so I just, and I also wanted to, it is a numbers game and I wanted to up my numbers. And while I don't recommend going on three dates a day, I was sort of in this like turbo dating mode. And so I would just like slide in dates right after a workout. So, but I would, I would text ahead of time and say, hey, FYI, you know, coming from a workout, hope that's cool, you know, just to set the expectation. And, and just, I found that if the stakes were lower for me and I was able to portray myself truly as I am and build any kind of connection with this human, it just felt better. It just felt better. And it it started to put me more in the place of power in terms of like, okay, no sweat. You know, if it's not, if we didn't connect on something in a 45 minute juice date, that's cool. And then the bonus is like, you go out for your second real, which is the real date and you kind of put a little more oomph into it. And you know, you look, they're blown away. Yeah, They're like, wow. Who is this? (laughs) Who is she? Exactly. Um, I love that. And that actually brought up the other point I was going to want to talk to you about, which is the second date is always the real date. But like still to that point of the not wearing so much makeup, like there's always this thing of like the person who cares more loses, which I hate. Like I hate that shit. Mm -hmm. But when you show up to the date and you're like, FYI, I'm coming from a workout, like you just won that (laughs) dating experience because you're like, I don't care. Like not I don't care because you care. But you're like, I am not like putting this date on a pedestal right. like so many other women who are dating in New York City, maybe in like their, you know, late 20s, early 30s, who are doing the absolute most because they like are trying hard to make it something. Mm-hmm. You're just saying, this is me. Yeah, this is me. I'm coming from a workout. If I like you, great. If I don't, cool, have a good day, going to go to another workout after whatever you're doing. (laughs) Totally. And don't mistake it. I mean, you can still look cute coming from a workout. Yeah. You know, like you're, it's not sloppy, you know, like I would always put on a little gloss and make sure, you know, my ponytail was not like, you know, sticking out in 18 ways. But, but yes, it, it, it shows confidence in who you are, that you're confident enough to just show up to the table. And, and I would have guys ask me on first dates, like, wow, I've never had a, a, girl, like meet me after a workout. That's so interesting. And I would just put it on the table and say, well, the reason I do it is because 
the profile is never the person, right? And, right. And you know that because you're also online, right? Mm-hmm. And then it would just in you know first dates. I, I always I do a first date roadmap with my clients, so that your first dates, the 30, 40 minute screener date, should all all feel the same in in a way of. You know, I would get there early, 15 minutes early. I would always pick the same coffee shop or the same bar for an early drink. And, like, I would, you know, have a whole agreement with the bartender, like, wink, wink. He would know. You know, it's so funny um, how it's going. But I would have an icebreaker, and my icebreaker would always be the same. Like, okay, I'm going to just cut to the chase. We're sitting here. We met on an app. That's awkward. How is it going for you? And right away, it would, A, kind of deflect the attention. I wanted to – and it's humanizing. It's not about the weather or your job or, you know, anything. It's And, and that, that person's reaction to that question is very telling. You know, and it quite often will lead into a question or, or information about their past relationship. And, and then just I would always ask two questions during the date that I wish someone would ask me. So I knew that no matter what, my first date would be interesting because I would learn something. And I would often walk away knowing we weren't aligned. And that's okay. What is the best answer to that question? Which question? The, how is it going for you? We went on an app. So it's just what we're asking and what we're trying to get at is optimism or pessimism, right? Because you can learn so much. When someone talks about it in the way of like, oh, let me just tell you the last three disasters I went on and how awful she was, boom. Like, you know right away that person is not going to match your energy in terms of positivity and optimism. That's, And then if they go into their past relationships in a negative t- with negative talk, right? So it's less about their actual experiences and more about their attitude, mm-hmm. right? So that's what we're kind of trying to get at. I like that. So like the the ideal answer is like, you know, it's, it's going. Like It's going. You, you know how it is. Um, yeah. Like, like whatever, I've, something like that. Right. Or like even if it's been disastrous, hearing how they're – positioning that, hearing how they're messaging that, like, let me tell you, it's been rough. You know, I'm hoping for the best here. I really mm-hmm. am. And I've, I've quit a couple of times. It's been really hard, but hey, you know, you never know kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you're just, you know, you're looking for kind of their character. Right. Um, and that leads to some, you know, sort of core values. And what are the two questions that you, if there are like two specific ones that you'd want asked? Right. So for me personally, and it's, I work on, you know, it's different for each person. For me, I would almost exclusively I was dating guys with kids. And so listening to them talk about their children was really important to me. So I would just like, and by the way, you can always bridge to a new question. You don't have to go with the flow of a conversation ever. You can just like, so no matter what we were talking about, I would say, okay, quick question. I know you, it looks like you have kids. Tell me about them. And again, how they speak about their kids was really important to me. And then the second question, which, Lindsay, you will love, and this always came out of left field. What's your side? Is I literally would say, okay, this is going to come out of left field. (laughs) On a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being super (laughs) woo-woo, and one being, what are you talking about? You know, where are you on that scale? You know, religious, spiritual, not at all. This is all there is, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's just really, really interesting to hear. I didn't require someone to, you know, have crystals all over the place, although now we do in our apartment. Thank you, Brett, for, you know, like really, you know, holding space for all of that. But I just wanted to know if they were open-minded, you know, at all about spirituality. So tell us about Brett. You yeah. met on Bumble. Yes. Three and a half years ago, we met on Bumble at Joe and the Juice. What was your opening line? Do you remember? <laughs> I just, it was the same thing. You know, we sat down. I just said, how's it going for you? No, but I mean on the actual app itself. 
Because you have to initiate. Oh, yeah. My opening line is always the same. It was always the same. And it's the same for my clients. It's, hey, you know, hey, Brett, happy Tuesday. I mean, to me, it's just opening the door. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's super prolific and witty and funny and and uh and we you know we met for for a juice and then we were both kind of traveling after that and i do believe you can feel chemistry on text for and sure so you know we kind of parted ways and it was a nice enough date and and then the texting was just really interesting and and very consistent and funny and then he asked me out for a real date and we we did that and we played uh ping pong <laughs> and that was sort of like the beginning of of the whole thing i think Again, watching the chemistry grow was fascinating for me, you know, and and that was just to holding, again, holding space for all of that to just happen organically at that point and not trying to force fit anything. Yeah. And we have the same values in that, like, it's really nice to be pursued. And it's funny because some people like I will, I have an interesting story with my fiance because I was just getting out of a relationship when we had sort of like met and started going on dates. And so I had to kind of take the lead on the first two dates so mm-hmm. that he knew I was like over it, you know? Right. And I that's not my style. Like I never initiate anything. Yeah. But if I didn't tell him I was now single, I wouldn't have been able to go out with him at all. Like I had to tell him, make him like aware of him. Yeah. Yep. And I also knew that like he had a crush on me. So there were other like things that gave me the confidence to do so. And so I did initiate the first date and I did initiate the second date. And Amazing. then I never initiated a date again. Right. And so I always tell my listeners like, you know, don't initiate really until like you're official with somebody. That's exactly my stance. Yeah. And it's like very old school mentality. And then they're like, but you did on the first and second. (laughs) And I'm like, that was truly an exception. Like I hate people who are like, well, there's exceptions to the rules and I'm the exception. I'm not the exception, but I was newly, very newly single. And I had to do that in order to give him the confidence to continue going out with me and know that I was ready. And so I think, yeah, it's so important to let the the man lead. Is there any like exception? Not like, you know, the one I just said, but. Right. That's a great question. And I get the same thing, right? I understand it. I love it when people challenge that. I think, you know, chivalry is real. And I always, when I'm reviewing my extensive intake with each client, I always ask them questions about, you know, past relationships and what their patterns are and what they, but, but we want to model the behavior we want to see. Mm-hmm. We just do. And so if you are, I have many clients who are type A overachievers, they love planning. And I have, I have had clients who really want to be in control of it. And so if you don't mind, hey, what are we doing Saturday? How about this? Let's do it. Let's go on a hike first and da-da-da-da-da. And you don't mind then reminding that person and sort of taking charge of that part of your relationship, then go for it. If you want someone to, you know, if it's Wednesday, you want someone to text you and and have three options for dinner on Saturday and be all over it and just can't wait and you don't have to lift a finger and that's then that's the behavior that you, you know, you want to see. You don't want to be nudging. You don't want to. So that's that's the conversation that you need to have with yourself. Agreed. And just to reiterate another thing that you said, and then I'm going to do some rapid fire poll questions. Love the second date is the real date. My own situation, like first date was like coffee, 30, Mm -hmm. 40 minutes. Second date, it was on. And I think if people put less pressure on a first date, 
they'll be a lot happier. 100%. And then you'll surprise them on the second day and they'll be like, oh my God, this person <laughs> with makeup. Exactly. And heels on, it's looking so good. <laughs> okay. So is it a red flag or normal? Some of these are a little, you know, out there. <laughs> if you keep having sex dreams about people other than the person you're seeing. Red sex flag. dreams literally about the same person over and over again who's not your person. Other people, anyone else but your person. I don't think it's a red flag. Yeah, I agree. Dreams are fucking weird. Dreams are weird. Dreams are really weird. And I think we judge ourselves all the time. You know, our subconscious is trying to heal. And so you're cycling through all kinds of stuff. It doesn't mean, oh, my God, you know. Exactly. Is it acceptable to ask your significant other not to fart or burp aloud in front of you? No. Right. Like they're a human being. (laughs) We're humans. What are you doing? (laughs) Can a friend with benefits become something more serious or no because of the past hookup history? They can. I get this a lot with clients. What I will say, though, is when if you are on an intentional path to meet your person, you need to cut cords with your friends with benefits. Amen. Yes. When you're happy in a long-term relationship, how do you respond to a hey text from a past partner or date? You don't. Yeah. That was okay. (laughs) Thank you. I agree. Well, this is the one we just talked about. What type of rejection sucks more, job or dating? I mean, both, but dating, for sure. Yeah. Is hysterically crying at your engagement or wedding a green flag or a red flag? (laughs) It's so situational. I know. (laughs) I love crying. I think crying is cleansing. I do. I I I don't judge it. I think it's like a rush of emotions, but every now and then there's someone that like we all didn't think that they should be together and they're hysterically (laughs) crying. And I'm like, do they know? Are they realizing it at this moment? It depends if it's like the ugly, really loud, hysterical, you know, laughing and crying at the same time. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. This is a scenario I actually really want your opinion on. You like everything else, though. You've been seeing someone for a few months and you agreed to go to their Christmas work party. After you agreed to go, your good friend told you about their birthday dinner same night. Do you bail on the guy who invited you to the Christmas work party and go to the birthday dinner or do you stick with the guy? No, you you stick with your first first. commitment. Yeah, I I agree. Usually I'd be like always like like chicks over dicks. But like <laughs> in this situation, you had already committed. You'd committed. And also that is sort of a, a, it's a milestone, you know, he's taking you to this really important event. Mm-hmm. And if you really care about this relationship, I mean, are you prioritizing this relationship? Is that something you want to do in general in your life? You know, where are you going to prioritize your relationship, right? So yeah. I think it's interesting because like if you're 25 and you say no to the girl's birthday dinner, like you're going to get so shamed. But like if you're 30 for some reason, because you're supposed to start taking relationships Mm -hmm. more seriously and over your friends in a way, then like it's more understood. You barely fight with your significant other, little arguments here and there. But when you drink, your fights exacerbate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like (laughs) masturbate, which is expected. Is it you both suppressing your feelings when sober or do you just not drink as much? You know, I just think it's probably a bit of a flag to explore. If Mm -hmm. you see that as a pattern, then, you know, try like kind of limiting the drinking and see Mm -hmm. how it goes. If if drinking plays into that pattern, I think it's something to look at. Mm -hmm. If all their friends are known to cheat, does this by default put them in that category? It does not. However, it's something, again, to sort of explore and get curious about. Is this is this sort of the environment that you feel comfortable in? Is there pressure around you? Is this the culture that 
feels good to you or not. It's something to get curious about. Yeah. I, it's like that quote that like you're the like amalgamation of like the five, five friends that you have around. And I dated a guy whose friend was a cheater, like live-in girlfriend cheating on her. <sighs> yep. And I was like, that's so horrible. Like, but like, whatever. I really like this guy. Like, he's so cute. And then obviously he, I mean, we weren't official yet, but like I found like a used condom in his mm. garbage. And I was like, mm. why did I think that I was like different than his friend? Like his Gonna friend be. lives with this girl and he's cheating and he's fine with it. Yeah. It's um, such a tough one. I just, just get curious and and ask questions. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because like my fiance has a friend who, you know, has cheated before and like he calls him the cheater. Like, oh, you know, it's like the he's total branded. opposite. And so that's how I know his his thoughts on the matter. But um, do you have a quote or piece of advice, Amy, that you could leave with our listeners, even though you've given us so much already? Oh. Um, do you have anything that sticks out? Yeah, I would say I hear this so much. I think it bears repeating. I get calls all the time from people who say, you know, I just thought love would happen to me. I just thought love would happen to me, and, and am I less than that that it hasn't happened to me? And my advice and answer is, no, we are just living in a different culture. We're living in a different time. So being intentional and conscious about your dating path and finding your person is good. It's a good thing. There's no shame around it. There's no stigma around it. So you know, commit to your goals. And just like if you were going to switch careers, how would you do that? You know, you would put your best foot forward, you'd hire a coach or you'd, you'd know what your path is and you'd go for it and you'd commit. And this is no different. Love it. And I definitely think we're going to need to do a part two if you're up for it. <laughs> I would love to. This is um, amazing. You're awesome. You are great. I have so many more questions. So where can everyone find you, follow you, and hopefully sign up for some coaching? Yeah, yeah. Or an intro call mm -hmm. for sure. Um, my website has everything and it's it's loveamy.co, C-O. It's a little strange. So loveamy.co. And uh, all my info is right there. Cool. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lindsay. 